My name's Jason Wood, and I used to play bass in a band called Engine Down. And I'm Chris Wilson from Ted Leo and the Pharmacists and Titus Andronicus, etc. And you're watching Drummers Talk to Bass Players, the Indie Drummer Collective. All right, so Jason, how do we know each other? Oof. Um, I, I think we really got to know each other from Engine Down and Ted Leo tours, but we had met before that. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's been so long now, it's hard for me to... When you have those important people in your life, does it really matter where it starts? Shouldn't. No. Um, but yeah, after obviously all the touring that Ted Leo and the Pharmacists did together, and then me tour managing Ted Leo and you guys after that. It, almost immediately after Engine Down was done. That was Engine Down stopped in 2005, mm -hmm. September. And I think that I went out with you guys beginning of 2006. Like it was pretty quick. Yeah, March of 06. Yeah. yeah. March of 06. There you go. And you so very quickly were uh, promoted from merch to TM. <laughs> Like within hours, <laughs> it might have it might have worked that way. Yeah, I think the question came: Hey, do you know anyone who would like to do merch? And my response was: uh, When are you guys leaving? <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just was like, "Sure, I'll go." Oh yeah, one other thing I wanted to show: uh, We did play a couple shows in, together in Europe, also. That's true. Um, and there's this poster. Oh yeah. Um. Which yeah. Engine Down didn't even play. Oh, <laughs> we played yeah. a deal in Belgium and Luxembourg. Um, and who make, who's playing the bill twice? This guy. Yeah, that's Jason Wood. Twice. Not mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this guy up here, Ted Leo. For some reason, there's two Jason Woods up there. But, yeah. Closer is one of my prime possessions. Um, you know when people put those apps on their phone so they can see how many like steps they walk. It'd be really great for touring bands to see like how much time they actually spent with each other. <laughs> Jason Wood and Chris Wilson, you have spent <laughs> you got some wild questions for me? Yes. Um, so how did you start playing? Um, when before Sleepy Time Trio ended, Jonathan and I were talking about doing a band together and Jonathan did not want to play drums. He wanted to play guitar in a band. And our friend Jeremy, who was the first guitar player in Engine Down, had always played bass in bands. And then we found, I'm obviously not a drummer, and we found, we saw Cornbread play and we were like, that dude for sure. And then the instrument that was left was bass. And so, I kind of started playing bass when Engine Down. So I mean, I had played bass before and owned one, but had never played more than a few hours a week or even every couple weeks. What is your favorite thing about Cornbread's playing? My learning to play bass was literally following Cornbread's bass drum. Yeah. That's why like a lot of the Engine Down parts are me just like hitting with him and then mm -hmm. straying away for a second, but. I just, I guess it's that like locked in a pocket thing. And the way that, well, I mean, when we first started, of course, we were 
trying to write it, not trying to write a Hoover record, but of course that's kind of what happened. Um, and the guitars were so dissonant and like wailing that the two of us kind of had to be together, like that rhythm section to hold it down. And then we just kind of continued that throughout the band until the end, really. Like, usually Keely and Cornbread would kind of come up with a part or two. And then Jonathan and I would come in, and then Cornbread and I would just work kind of together on those parts. But like, I owe like being a bass player to Cornbread's drumming. I never probably would have played bass in my life, and I probably would never play the bass the way that I did because of Cornbread. I mean, yeah. anybody watching this ever seen Cornbread play the drums? Like, it's fierce. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a rhythmic. Yeah, I mean, it's like I didn't want to overplay it, and we knew kind of like how to dance around each other. But um, yeah, his his drumming it made me the bass player that I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, For he's sure. been talked about on the Slack chat that we all have quite oh, a yeah. bit. Um, and yeah, like you know, I in certain bands I do have um, some interplay with the bass player, but most I kind of play off the guitar. But you two mm -hmm. definitely had a connection like I haven't seen very often. Thanks. I mean, I and I, and I do think that um, there's a lot of parts where it's just Formbright and I playing together. Um, and I think that that's like just how we structured and wrote songs. It was just kind of like, well, this should be by itself for a second. And there were like, if we were going to come up with bridges, sometimes it was just the guitars tapping. And then Cornbread and I building that bridge back into whatever the next part was going to be. Uh, before we did this interview, I actually went back and listened to some of it for a while. And especially on Demure. I think that that's when Cornbread and I like figured each other. I felt confident enough. And I think he was pulling his style together the most on that record. And that record is like the two of us just like a metronome. You know, just like, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, it's great, yeah. I, yes, I, yeah. Um, it, it makes me miss it. I, I, I miss engine down every day. It doesn't need to happen again, but like, I, I don't know. There's something just like super magical that only happened because of those people. For sure. Okay, who uh, your most influential bass player? Um, uh, Fred Erskine, for sure, from Hoover and Crowning Ruin. You know, Engine Down, we knew when we started the, well, actually, when Engine Down started, we, we wanted to be like a 3-1-G band. Like, we wanted to be chaotic and nuts, but Sleepy Time had already kind of done that, and... Mm -hmm we kind of figured out really quickly that writing music like that is not something that we could pull off. <laughs> um, not that Hoover songs are easy. Anyway, like we were just so influenced by that. And by that time, Hoover had stopped and all like regular walks had started and um, Crown and Ruin had started. And that, that style of playing bass was just so unique to me and something that I felt Joe Lally is obviously one of my favorite bass players too but there's something about the way that Fred plays the bass that I was like drawn into and can almost like separate everything else and like my ears were just hearing that 
Yeah. Nick from Shotmaker, for sure. That mm-hmm. like that bass tone and aggression and like it's not fair to say a more punk version of Unwound. That's not what I mean, but like just intensity. You know, like mm-hmm. just and his vocals too, like you definitely can probably hear me trying to I don't know, conjure that banshee every once in a while, but like yeah. When I saw Shotmaker, I just stood by the bass and watched him. Oh yeah, I guess in Sims from Jesus Lizard also. That's like mm-hmm. that that's a pedestal. That's like not even trying to play bass or ever be in a band that sounds like that. That's just like I don't know how you do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like how do you even make that sound? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been the, the bass player I was if it wasn't playing if I hadn't played with Cornbread and I would not have even decided to play bass or be in a band if it had not been for Fred and Hoover. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> for sure. Oh yeah. All right. Um yeah, I guess we can kind of skip uh your dream drummer to play with. Cause Ooh. Or would yeah. Who would be your dream drummer to play with? Man, I don't know. I've never even like, I've never had to think about that. Oh, you know what? Brooks. Oh, there you go. Like born against, or, or you know, John Hilt too. Like that style of just, Aggression. Because I was going to ask you, since you're now a chef, um, who would be your dream person to cook with? So would that also Ooh. be Brooks? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> maybe. Like, um, I have eaten his purity burger, and I think that what he does with vegetables is super rad. I think that I would be more interested in learning pastry stuff from him, from all oh, the. Yeah amazing stuff that he did at Del Posto. Um, one of my closest friends, Scott Weingard, who was in Texas, the reason I have probably cooked with him the most since I started cooking. We didn't actually meet in bands. We met in a kitchen and we were just like talking and he asked, we were listening to music or something and I made a comment and then we figured out that we both had played bass in bands and had worked in kitchens before and then stopped being in bands and just cooked and that was yeah 2007 so i've been cooking on and off with scott kind of since then like various projects that he does or that i do like we just help each out constantly um yeah so on that note what are you currently working on um my wife and i are doing a series of i we i officially moved to england um, we live in a small town, Lewis, which is right outside of Brighton, as you know. And um, we are doing a series of pop-ups. And um, so throughout the summer, we're going to go to different... We're going to Manchester, uh, Cornwall. We're doing one in Lewis, one in East London, uh, one in Sheffield. Um, and we're doing a weekend's worth of like a pop-up restaurant in each of those kind of places. And we're starting to look at restaurant spaces while we also do consulting work for other plant-based businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we both decided that we we want to work for ourselves. Um, 
I'm the only engine downer that doesn't like isn't a freelance person or have their own company. So um, I'm happy to be last on that list. But um, yeah, we're going to make a go of it and just um, take all the experience that both of us have and um, help new businesses with it and our own at the same time. I guess there's always like the, there's always a chance I'll could play music again. I'd actually really love to just sing in a band or in a band. I'd love to just be in a grindcore band. Yeah. Just to have that like camaraderie again, you know? Oh yeah. Um, One thing that I, I, that I wanted to mention earlier when, when uh, we were talking about UTMing, there was there's this one fill on this one something with the pharmacist song called Me and Mia. Um, mm-hmm. That for some reason I hit this point in the middle of a tour where I just fucked that up every night. And I was talking to you about it. And the next night you walked up behind Dave's amp and you're like <laughs> And then I hit it and I looked over and I was like, oh my god. You're like, alright. And you left. And then you did that. For the next couple of weeks, every single yeah. night, and that, it, it got me on point. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. I, I think about also, that still when I play that song. That's awesome. <laughs> that is more important than anything else. That every time you try to get around the horn, you go. Uh, <laughs> do it. We could do another one of these interviews where you and I just talk for eight hours. We should have our own podcast where no one. It's actually just a phone call. We could just catch up more often. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not not paying anybody from our old story. <laughs> For sure. <laughs>